global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all lowers. We close the books on the trading month of August, and it is on to, can you believe it, September. Folks from Defy Ventures ringing that closing bell. A sell-off in oil sent stocks slumping as traders await jobs data to assess the outlook for interest rates in the U.S. economy. Mark Grant is chief fixed income strategist at Hilltop Securities and right here on Taking Stock. He told us if the Fed does raise rates, he believes it'll be a mistake for two reasons. Politically, it will be a mistake because whoever might win the election is not going to be happy with the Fed if the Fed causes a disruption in the American economy. Two, in terms of the... um, economics of it, if you look at what happens when the Fed raises rates, it means that commercial real estate, residential real estate, uh, commercial loans, uh, personal loans, everything becomes more expensive that are tied to the short end. It may throw the economy into some kind of recession. The 10-year down 3.30 seconds, the yield 1.58%. Gold lower by $5 the ounce to 13.08, a drop of four tenths of 1%. And crude oil, West Texas Intermediate down 3.3%, dropping $1.53 a barrel. WTI now at $44.81. Home ownership, a topic we were just talking about. The National Association of Realtors says contracts to buy previously owned American homes did increase more than forecast in July, indicating further strength in the housing market pending home sales rose 1.3%. The median forecast was for a seven-tenths of 1% gain. Recapping equities lower, S&P 500 index down 5 to 21.70, a drop of two-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ down 9, a drop also of two-tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials down 54, a drop there of three-tenths of 1%. And at 402 on Wall Street now, let's look at other news from around the world. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Dilma Rousseff's attorney says the former Brazilian president will appeal her removal from office perhaps as soon as today. Rousseff was impeached following a Senate vote of 61 to 20. She's the second president to be impeached in Brazil's 31-year-old democracy. Republican presidential nominee Donald Trump is in Mexico meeting with President Enrique Peña Nieto. Rival Hillary Clinton blasted Trump for the trip, saying it doesn't make up for what she called a year of insults and insinuations about the Mexican people. The Pentagon is still not confirming the killing of top Islamic State operative Mohammed al-Adnani in an airstrike yesterday in northern Syria. We conducted a precision strike yesterday targeting Adnani. Uh, near Al-Bab, Syria, uh, and we are still assessing the results. Pentagon Press Secretary Peter Cook. The first commercial flight between the United States and Cuba in more than half a century has arrived in Santa Clara. Mark Gale is the head of Fort Lauderdale's airport. We expect to eventually offer some 122 weekly departures to Cuba, currently more than any other airport in the United States. The JetBlue flight had 150 people on board. Investigators are considering sun glare as a possible factor in an accident involving a group of kayakers and a New York waterway ferry on the Hudson River. At least 11 people were injured, one critically, nearly losing an arm. Global News, 24 hours a day. 
powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping, the S&P 500 index uh, did decline today down five points to 2170, a drop there of two-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates the motion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. called Movers and Shakers. They cost a little more, but that name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers, with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Kathleen Hayes, Pim Fox on vacation this week. Our stocks that are Dave Wilson in studio now, as he always is, to take a look at what drove the market higher, lower, or left it somewhere in between. But today it's not so much in between. It's definitely a down day for stocks. Only 172 gainers within the S&P 500, 324 losers, nine closing unchanged. So, Dave, What's leading your uh, pack here when it comes to moving and shaking? Well, you know, there was one company in the S&P 500 that reported earnings before the opening bell, and that would be Brown Foreman, best known perhaps for its Jack Daniels whiskey. Well, I guess we're just not buying as many distilled spirits or something like that. Anyway, Brown Foreman's uh, earnings in their fiscal uh, first quarter fell 8%. That was the biggest drop in more than four years, and uh, the profit came up short of analysts' average estimate in the Bloomberg survey, and so did revenue, by the way, which uh, dropped 5%. So I guess they're they're just not uh, selling quite so much. Anyway, uh, Brown Foreman shares uh, on the day, one of the worst performers in the S&P 500, and closing with a loss of 3.5%. It's surprising to me because demand for bourbon around the world is skyrocketed, Dave. So uh, maybe they just, uh, well, we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll have a few drinks of bourbon and it'll be better next quarter. I want to take a look at Twitter because uh, Twitter has had a, a pretty good move up today. It was up nearly 6% at the close, up about 4.5%. And let's give our own uh, Emily Chang a big pat on the back. Uh, she interviewed the co-founder of Twitter on uh, Bloomberg West earlier today. And uh, he said, well, first he wouldn't answer uh, Emily's question about uh, whether Twitter could remain an independent company. There's a lot of questions about a takeover right now. Uh, but she pushed him a little bit. And uh, Mr. Williams went on to say, we're in a strong position now. And as a board member, we have to consider the right options. So he didn't exactly say they were in any negotiations, but he certainly didn't seem to close the door. And uh, Twitter investors liked it, Dave. Uh, they gave him a pat on the back with a higher share price. Well, they didn't exactly like investors. Investors didn't. What happened to uh, Deere and Monsanto today? Now, U.S. antitrust officials filed suit to block Deere's proposed purchase 
of a Monsanto unit called Precision Planting. It's a company that makes equipment that farmers use when they're planting crops. The Justice Department said the deal would allow Deere to control about 90% of the market for high-speed precision planting systems. We're not talking about a a really huge deal. Uh, While terms uh, weren't disclosed initially when this came out, uh, Monsanto's only owned this company for uh, about four years and paid as much as $250 million back then. So, you know, it's more the idea that uh, here comes the government uh, stopping a deal. Monsanto, uh, with a loss of nine-tenths of a percent, and Deere, the would-be buyer, down 1.4 percent. Hmm, well, there you go. A pesky government and all those rules and regulations. Let's take a look at H&R Block because it looks like their cost reduction plan may have backfired a little bit here. Uh, H&R Block closing lower today after it reported fiscal first quarter financial results after the markets closed on Tuesday. Now, it's true that the first quarter is generally one of the slower quarters for H&R Block because the tax season has just ended. Over the course of this quarter, the company was looking to reduce costs across across the board, changing its capital structure, but it ended up posting a net loss per share of $0.55 cents on revenues of $125 million, and uh, the estimates were uh, for a net loss of something like $0.53 cents a share. Anywhere, the divesture of the H&R Block Bank had the largest impact on overall revenues, Dave, decreasing $12.5 million year over year. Well, let's take a look at Under Armour. We know that they're the company that, uh, among others, the uh, Golden State Warrior Stephen Curry endorses. And, uh, well, it turns out that uh, Under Armour, uh, the athletic apparel maker, cut the hole from buy today at Argus Research. The firm said expansion may crimp Under Armour's earnings growth and also that its shares are relatively costly. Uh, they're not so costly after today's trading. Under Armour down about 4.6%. All right, then. It is time now for the Volatility Index Report, and it's brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures, so see disclosures, and you can learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes fix. Well, the VIX managed to eke out uh, another gain of about a third of a point to 13.41, but well below 14, which was already a pretty low level. Subdued volatility, this barely able to move move higher, uh, seem to typify a market that lacks commitment, some analysts are saying, but the market could be due for a surprise when the Fed convenes again in three weeks or even with the jobs report on Friday. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for the price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave. Who? Dave. Hey, mister. Intrawest Resorts Holdings, Dave, uh, maybe kind of a tough day. Kind of. And you can get an idea of what the company does from its ticker symbol, Snow. The company owns the Stratton Mountain Ski Resort in Vermont and five other properties. It does business in Canada and Mexico as well as the U.S. Intrawest, majority owned by the private equity firm Fortress Investment, which took the company public in January 2014. The initial public offering was done at $12 a share. Since then, the shares have often traded for less than their IPO price. This year, though, it's been quite the reversal. The stock's more than doubled, set a record yesterday by rising as high as $16.28. 
And the surge led KeyBank Capital to cut its rating on IntraWest today to the equivalent of hold from buy. Analyst Scott Hammond wrote in a report that the shares were relatively costly. He added that the company stands to lose market share along with others as uh, Vail Resorts expands through a deal to buy Canada's Whistler Resort, which was uh, reported earlier this month. KeyBank's call triggered one of the biggest daily losses for IntraWest since the company went public. Its shares fell 6.8%. That is actually the second biggest decline ever in the stock, biggest since April 2014. All right, Dave Wilson, thank you so very much. Our stocks editor, our resident musicologist, if you listen every day at 3 o'clock Wall Street time, you can hear him put that talent to work as well. Donald Trump meeting with the Mexican president. What does that mean for the race for the White House? I'm Kathleen Hayes. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by M.Y. Safra Bank, a leading name in banking with 150 years of family knowledge and exclusive banking services. Stop in at 499 Park Avenue or visit mysafra.com. Member FDIC.